Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Southern Magic Podcast. My name is Caitlin. What's up? My name is Glenn. Thank you so much for being here with us today. If you're listening to us on iTunes, please make sure that you're subscribed. And if you're listening to us on SoundCloud, please make sure that you're following our podcast so that you don't miss when we upload a new episode and when we update our feed so that you guys can get the new podcast. We post a podcast every single Tuesday, and we are hoping that it will b- become like Tuesdays and Thursdays, but we will see. Today's Thursday, you know that, right? I know today's Thursday when we're filming this. No, today's Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, okay, so we don't actually do it every Today's Tuesday. Wednesday. Okay, well, we missed Just yesterday. Just do it once a week. Oh, I'm so sorry. We're going with once a week. As long as we get one up once a week, we're, we're kosher. Um, so today we're going to talk about all of the crazy news that has been happening at Walt Disney World over the past week. Because y'all, things have, like Halloween Town, a muck, a muck, a muck, like plane crash status, like it is just, like something is wrong with Disney World. I don't know who broke a mirror, but somebody did something. Um, first things first, um... Disney CEO Bob Iger stepped down on February 25th, and he said that that was effective immediately, um, which I'm taking to mean that his last day effective as CEO was February 25th. Um, And Bob Chapik actually is taking over for him. And for those of you who don't know, Bob Chapik is actual has actually been in charge of merchandising and guest experiences for Disney parks and resorts since 2018. So I know a few people that I talked to and that have seen comments and stuff like that weren't too happy with Bob Chapik's placement just because they feel like maybe the the quality of product at Disney World has gone down, especially at Disney World because it is such a larger, I don't know, volume of merchandise. But, I mean, I guess time will tell. So... I don't know what people are smoking, but the merchandise is fine. (laughs) Well, for us, it's fine. But, I mean, people that, you know, I guess want to go get their money's worth, you know. Go to Universal if that's the case. Wow. Wow. Let's not send people to Universal. (laughs) Um... So, the next crazy thing that happened, and I know that you saw this because I was sending you stuff about it all day, the day that it happened. Uh, February 27th, a ship, well, a ship, a boat on the Jungle Cruise sank, like, on the ride, mid-ride. It was the Bomerandi Bertha, and y'all, I think, like, 20 people fit on these boats, And all of those people were, like, up on the side of the boat, up on where you sit. And people were standing inside the boat in ankle-deep water. Or they were standing down on the inside of the boat in waist-deep water. And apparently, when they realized that the boat was starting to sink, um, the captain of the boat actually, like, radioed back and said, Hey, we need help. You know, the boat is kind of going down right now. And they called Reedy Creek Fire Department. And they had them out probably, I think, reports were saying between 20 and 30 minutes. So they weren't 
Better than the Titanic. <laughs> they weren't down for too long. The Titanic sunk with a lot of people dying. So at least it got away with yeah. everybody. You know? Yeah, and a lot of people were talking about how the water quality is not that great. But I don't know if a lot of people... Well, you're re- not supposed to drink the water. So well, I, well, that, yeah. But what most people don't realize is that the water in most of the Disney's water rides are dyed to make them look like where they're from. So it's not like you gotta go swimming in it. You just gotta go. Yeah, and I mean they weren't really swimming in it either because there was actually a Disney employee that had on the um, waterproof coveralls that was like out there, like talking to him, like, "Hey, like everything's gonna be cool." Um, well, I know they better got a magic pass. <laughs> I mean, fast pass. Well, that's the thing. People that came off of that um, Disney security and like head honchos at Walt Disney World were waiting for these people when they got off the ride and first firstly they replaced their shoes socks if they were wearing them their pants that they were wearing gave them free t-shirts or merchandise things like that um and then on top of that they were offered a six-day five-night stay at any Disney resort of their choice so and that includes, like, the dining plan. They were including the deluxe dining plan. And they were giving them five-day park hopper tickets. Sign me up for the next boat. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm, I'm very... I might drill a hole into the bottom of my Oh, my lord. Well, one little hole is not going to do very much we'll for make the it, boat. We'll make it a big hole. Oh, my gosh. Are you not looking? We are not going to commit fraud, you guys. Um, but... I'm I'm very proud of the way that Disney handled that because they could have very easily given those people $100 gift cards and said, here you go, have a great day. Because if you've ever been evacuated off of a ride at Disney World or Disneyland, you know that you're basically just given a fast pass to any attraction in the park. Um, but, the boat, um, but the boat actually sank. Yeah. So, But I mean, the boat actually sank <laughs> and people did get wet. So, you know, and there were pictures, like, people that posted on Twitter that were like, you know, hey, our boat sank today on the Jungle Cruise. And they were, like, videos of rushing water coming over the sides of the boat. And, like, I mean, I would not want to be in that situation, but I wouldn't mind being in that situation if it got me a six-day, five-night stay at any resort of my choice. Mm -hmm. If it's probably better than what happened with the the Transit Authority or the People Mover. Yeah, that well, that's something else that happened. The people mover crash that happened the very next day. Two trains collided. Um, apparently, the breaking. Disney's having a bad week. Yeah, oh. they're having a real bad week, y'all. A real bad week. Um, but with the people mover crash, apparently the braking system for one set of cars did not engage. So when they were coming back in, because you know, like near the end when you're coming back into the station, it kind of slows you down really fast. For you to make that curve, you know, mm-hmm. to come back in. Um, and it the braking system didn't engage. And so they slammed into the car behind them. And again, Disney was right there waiting for those people. But instead of giving them passes to Disney, they got merchandise gift cards. So... Well, that wasn't as big as... Uh, yeah, that definitely sinking. wasn't as big as sinking sinking about it wasn't like the, the, the it wasn't like it was going 100 miles an hour it's going like maybe 10 or 5 yeah i think they only go like 5 miles an hour it does feel a lot faster when you're in the air though 
Because you remember that's my favorite. My favorite ride at Magic Kingdom. We determined that a couple podcasts ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So, you know. Um, But, yeah. So, those three things happened within three days of each other. So... Disney, Disney's kind of having this having not, a rough this, go. This is not the week to go to Disney World. Let's put it like that. Yeah, it. I mean, it feels like it's not the week to be at Disney World, you know. And it's very unfortunate that those people's vacation were ruined or not. It's ruined. not ruined. I guarantee they still had a great time. It's just those are memories. Yours they, wouldn't. Yours. Those would've. are those are memories that you'll never get back. <laughs> those are memories that you'll never get back. Or the memories that you'll never forget. Right uh. there. <laughs> How do you get back memories? We won't get that back either, but I'm just saying. <laughs> well, I mean, I, it wouldn't have ruined your vacation to, to like sink on a boat. I just think it would be funny. I would probably be more, I wouldn't be upset about it. Oh. I don't think I would, I think I would initially. That would just be a fun story to tell our families or something like that. that yeah. I mean, I don't think I would be upset after they offered me a five a five night stay at any resort of my choice. I definitely wouldn't have been upset if they did that. If they would have just gave me a a fast pass and be like, "All right, here you go." Yeah, I would. I probably would have been upset. Yeah, then. I would have been really, really upset. But since they gave me, if they would have gave me the hotel or even some gift cards, I would have been fine. Yeah. Um. Well, two major things happened today. And that, one of those things, is that um, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway opened today. And we have been watching videos about it on YouTube and on Facebook. And the ride just looks amazing. Like, the technology in the ride just looks amazing. It is a trackless ride like Rise of Resistance. So. It probably one for kids and stuff like that, but. It does look good for adults also. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the reviews that we were watching, people were saying, like, you know, they weren't expecting the ride to move as much as it did, or they weren't expecting, like, all of the different things to be in there. So, I'm I'm really excited to ride it. Like, I've, I'm going to have to make sure we get a fast pass for it, because I'm just, like... Well, you better hurry. I hope you do, because I saw it at 180 minutes today. Yeah. Well, it was... At, today, at its peak time, it was 300 minutes. Which is a long, long time. That's basically spending the whole day at that park for that one ride. Yeah, that's, and that's, to me, that's insane. Because I think that's the max wait time that you can be at Disney World. So, that's like a five hour wait. But I don't see how it's a 300 minute wait. It's it's a continuous ride. Wait, 300 minutes. Wait, hold on. So, 60 and 120 is two. To four forty. Okay, yeah. So it is five hours. I was having to do my math really quick. <laughs> I had to do a little bit of math. Um, it should and, be a walk-on ride there. Like it's like Haunted Mansion. I thought. Where I, just, no, yeah. it's not. It's exactly how um, how uh, the great movie ride was, um, where you load into the cars like fifty people at a time. But I think that the ride vehicles are about the same size as Rise of the Resistance, where they fit like four people per row now. Because you remember on um, on the great movie ride, you could fit like ten people per row. Mm. So I don't think that the guests per hour is going to be as high as the great movie ride, just because the track they probably could fit more uh, cars on the railroad there. Yeah, and it's a completely different track too. Like it's not the same track. It's not the same layout. 
none of that is the same. So especially with it being a trackless ride, it's it's completely different. So that to me looks more exciting than anything. Like I'm super excited for that. Um, and then the other thing that happened today is today was the grand opening of the Flower and Garden Festival. And the Flower and Garden Festival in Epcot runs from March 4th, which was today, through June 1st of this year. So, and there's tons of stuff to do at the Flower and Garden Festival. Um, like what? Look, I'm prepared with notes, but you just took me by surprise with that question. <laughs> So there's a Garden Rocks concert series, and basically, like, they have different bands that come and perform, um, like, all throughout the day in the amphitheater right there in front of the American Adventure. Um, there's all kinds of topiaries and gardens and exhibits that you can go through. One of my favorites is the Butterfly Garden, because, you know, they have, like, that big tent walkthrough area right there behind Test Track that you can walk through with all of the different, like, butterflies and stuff. That, to me, is so beautiful because they specifically, like, have flowers planted that attract butterflies and keep them around. I thought you were saying they specifically picked out the butterflies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they probably do. No, in Disney, they probably pick certain plants to attract certain butterflies. But, I mean, I don't even know if that's possible, but... Um, and then they also have a lot of outdoor kitchens and I'm going to read you guys some of the different offerings that they have and just kind of let you guys know like what there is available. Um, so the topiary displays that they have, um, there's all kinds of different ones. Like some characters are in their respective countries, um, like, for instance, in the Norway Pavilion, there's Anna and Elsa from Frozen. Um, Beauty and the Beast are located in the France Pavilion. And you'll actually be able to see them right when you're walking up to the France Pavilion. It's kind of right there in the center before you walk back into France to go to the um, pastry shop or to shop in the perfumes. You can see the Topiary Dragon in the Japan Pavilion. There's actually a Topiary Buzz Lightyear near Mission Space. Um, in the UK Pavilion, there's Captain Hook. But my favorite, favorite, favorite Topiary to go and look at and take pictures with is Mickey and Minnie with Goofy, Pluto, and Chippendale. And that's located in between Future World and World Showcase. So it's kind of in the center by where Fountain of Nations used to be. And those are my favorite because they're some of the biggest. And I just think that they're so beautiful every single year. So um, we're definitely going to be checking some of those out when we go to the Flower and Garden Festival. When is the last three? Huh? When is the last three? Um, June 1st. So we'll be there kind of not at the tail end of it, but kind of like the last month that it's we'll be in offered. last week. No, we'll be there May 17th to the 24th, so it's like two weeks before it ends. Mm -hmm. So, but no matter when you go, you're still going to get the same, you know, level of experience as you would if you were to go any other time. Um, there are also several different offerings this year as far as um, events and tours. 
Um, there is Gardens of the World, which is a three-hour tour, um, and you follow a Disney horticulturist around. It's a very small group tour, um, and you walk through the World Showcase Pavilion, and you kind of go behind the scenes about how they make the different topiaries. Um, you also get, like, how landscaping works at Walt Disney World, because I don't know if any of y'all have ever seen the, um, like, the quilt flowers that they do around the World Showcase Lagoon. Uh, those are always so beautiful. Um, and then they also kind of give you like tick, I don't want to say tips and tricks, but it kind of is tips and tricks about how, it can, how you can use the Disney landscaping techniques like in your own garden at home. Um, and the cost for that tour is $85 per guest, and that does not include tax, so it's $85 plus tax. Um, you do have to have valid admission to Epcot, so the price of your tour does not include your day's admission to Epcot, and guests must be at least 12 years old to participate. There's also the English Tea Garden that's presented by Twinings of London. Is it Twinings or Twinnings? I have no idea. Um, but you get to kind of go on a guided tour about the artistry and growing of the different teas to get the flavored brews of tea. Um, you can bring your camera, it says. So I'm guessing that you'll be able to take pictures of wherever you go. It's not going to be like a behind the scenes or backstage tour. Um, it is only 20 minutes and you can register for it and it is on a first come first serve basis. And the tours are held Monday through Thursday at 3 p.m. and at 5 p.m. And then Friday through Sunday at 1 p.m., 3.30 p.m., and 5 p.m. So it looks like every two and a half hours or hour and a half. And then there's also the Royal Tea Garden Tour. That is a guided tour of the English Tea Garden in the UK Pavilion. Uh, that tour is $20 per person, and that one does include tax. So it's a $20 flat fee. Um, the tea tour <laughs> begins at 9.30 a.m. Um, and you actually have to go into World Showcase before it opens to the general public at 11. Um, and then your tour guide leads you through the tea garden and you spend about 45 minutes with them, um, basically learning about how they grow and blend the tea. Um, and then your tour stops at the tea caddy in the UK pavilion where you are served tea and scones. And then, as always, there is the Behind the Seeds tour, which you can do in Living with the Land in the Land Pavilion where Soren is. And that tour ranges anywhere from $25 to $29 per adult and $20 to $29 per child. And as of June 2nd of this year, that Behind the Seeds tour will be a $29 flat fee plus tax. Uh, and those tours take place all throughout the day. Uh, they start about every 45 minutes. So you have a good chance of being able to get in on that one. All right, so now talking about the different outdoor kitchens. Uh, there are so many outdoor kitchens this year. I'm just going to go over a few of them. Um, the first is the Citrus Blossom. Um, that has several different varieties of uh, lemon, orange, and lime flavored or infused dishes. Um, you'll get lobster tail with a Meyer lemon emulsion topped with a grilled lemon. That is gluten-free. 
a tuna taki bowl with a spicy yuzu glaze, mango, avocado, and papadum crisp, a crispy citrus chicken with an orange aioli and baby greens. That one is gluten-free as well. And then for the dessert option, they have a citrus shortcake, which is orange chiffon cake, lemon curd, mandarins, whipped cream, and a citrus crumble. And there are several different beverages that they offer, and each of these will have their own offering. So you can kind of go from outdoor kitchen to outdoor kitchen to see what you're interested in or like what food, you know, what booth will really suit your taste buds or what kind of food that you like. Um, And there are a couple of different um, menu markings this year. Um, GF, if you see that beside an item, that means that it's gluten or wheat free. And those that have a KA beside them are kid approved. Um, And just as always a note about purchasing alcohol, um, you will be required to show your ID. If you are not 21 in the United States, you are not allowed to buy alcohol regardless of the drinking age in your home country. The next one that I want to talk about is pineapple promenade because this one to me looks like the most delicious because it's literally like a sweet frozen treat cart. So... For food options, they have a spicy hot dog with pineapple chutney and plantain chips, a mixed berry buttermilk cake, which I feel speaks for itself, and then they have the Dole Whip, which is plant-based and kid-approved, obviously. Um, For drinks, uh, which is what this cart will be known for, um, they have the frozen dessert Frozen Desert, I'm sorry, Frozen Desert Violet Lemonade, that's non-alcoholic and kid-approved, a pineapple Dole Whip with Fanta, um, and that is non-alcoholic as well. They have a Collective Arts Brewing Pina Colada Sour from Ontario, Canada. The Maui Brewery Company Pineapple Mana Wheat from Hawaii. Sweetwater Brewing Company Goin' Coastal IPA with Pineapple from Atlanta. Uh, Playa Linda Brewing Company's Violet Lemonade Ale, and that's from Titusville, Florida. They have Florida Orange Grove's Winery Sparkling Pineapple Wine from St. Petersburg. And then they also have the Dole Whip with Parrot Bay Coconut Rum. And that that just sounds delicious. Um, Dole Whip with Coconut Rum is a sure hit. So um, there are tons and tons and tons of different outdoor kitchens that you can experience at Flower and Garden Festival. And that was just a couple of them. So, you know, there's tons of stuff to do and eat at the Flower and Garden Festival. So we really hope that you guys have an amazing, amazing time. So make sure that you check it out uh, because even if you're just going to Epcot for the day, you can still swing through Flower and Garden and really check out what they have to offer. So... I think that that's going to do it for us this week, you guys. We really hope that you enjoyed this podcast. Again, thank you so much for joining us for this episode. Um, If you have any requests of anything that you want us to talk about or any topics that you're interested in, please feel free to shoot us a DM on Instagram at the Southern Magic, uh, and we will make sure that we get back with you or, you know, mention you in a podcast. And yeah, I think that's it. Do you have anything else? Let's have a great day, guys.
<laughs> he's ready to go to bed. So I hope you guys have a great day. Thank you so much for joining us on the Southern Magic Podcast, the podcast that's made in the South and is very full of magic. We hope you guys have a great day wherever you are in the world, and we'll catch you next episode. Bye.